It's Monday. You've heard the Sunday Sermon, but how do you apply it to your daily life? Connect Director Michael Miller is here to help you think through our discussion questions. So, let's get ready for Michael! So what's up everybody? Welcome to Mondays with Michael. Um, got a fresh new look. Shout out to my boy T. Moore, my childhood best friend, for making this happen, man. Thank you uh, for taking the time to do this, bro. Um, appreciate it. I'm looking forward to see what we're going to do next. Um, without further ado, I got my man, Pastor Jonah. Like what you've done with the place here. Yeah, I'll try. Looks good. Try. Little, Thanks for having me on. Little drip. <laughs> hey, so look, I got, I got two lines I wanted to, to shout out, man, that you said today. My identity isn't in my productivity. It's in Jesus' promises. And feelings are informants, not guides. Say less. That's good stuff. Say less? Say less. Let the hearer understand. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's dive into the questions, man. Um, the first question you have for us is, how have you seen promises shape your identity and create your community? Um, speaking of that for me, I think the first one I thought about was just the promise from 10 years ago, me and Jordan getting married and, and uh, just, just thinking about over the 10 years how she has just been able to uh, really embody that and live it um, in subtle ways, big ways. And, um, you know, just so blessed by her and, and to, to, to say yes to me, even back then in my own story, chokes me up thinking about it, honestly. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I have the same example with my wife. Um, I think about a couple of friends in college that we, uh, we had started following Jesus kind of on our own. And at one point, it wasn't quite this explicit, but there was a sense of we're going to do this together and we're going to run together and we're going to be in the same ministry together. Uh, and that just changed, changed everything about what we did in college. Uh, they're my closest friends now. And, um, yeah, and that's carried for, for 20 years. Uh, and to me, the, some of the challenging stuff from the sermon that I think about in my own life is, you know, making that promise narrows the field. Okay. You know, limits. I don't like having any limitations. I like to be doing, um, yeah. and so the idea of making some real clear choices and commitments that sets you on a, a road, and that's very, that's very difficult for me, but for 20 years or so now, it's proven to be really fruitful in terms of a greater sense of who I really am yeah. and who are the people that are close to me. You know, that idea of real community, not just acquaintances, but people who are, who are in it with you. I mean, one of my friends, we look at each other probably a couple times a month and we just say, hey, man, thicker than blood. You know, it's like this friendship that's been built, it's thicker than just... Mm. Um, yeah. And that's from making and keeping Making promises. that commitment, yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. So on the flip side, your, your, your next question was... Um, how does broken promises yeah. shape your identity and community? Well, so one of those guys, we started mm. a church together okay. in Ohio. I promised that I would come up and help him start it. And I understood the promise that they would take care of me and make that a livable, a livable life. I had also promised to live with a friend and start a business down in Florida. And so I broke that promise. I was going to say, is this the same time? This is at the same time. So okay. I broke a promise to a friend that I was living with that had moved down there to start a business with me. And I was kind of like, we can do both. But that relationship got really strained. I hurt him. And then after yeah. being part of the church plant for a year, it's a long, long story short, but they weren't taking care of me. I needed to leave. 
financially to get back down to Florida. So I thought they had broke their promise to me. And my one friend in particular, he thought I had broken his promise to him. And we didn't talk for, we had like an awkward, you know, the whole church could fit in one living room. And they're like, Jonah's leaving. Thanks, man. And then I didn't talk to him for two or three years. That's how it went down. Yeah. Uh, and so like the broken promises, that isolation, that lack of trust, the, the death of a friendship in some yeah. ways. And it took a couple of years for us to calm down and then for us to be able to come back in. And we both had stuff to own. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's one of my closest friends now. Mm. Man. So I'm, I'm actually going to jump to the next question because you said something jump that, it. that helped me to trigger this. Um, it says, how does it affect the way you see your circumstances to know Jesus always keeps his promises? Um, and you said it kind of in the situation of like you understood the promise as them to support you financially and things like that. And then it didn't happen that way. Um, for me, when I think about my circumstances, like I feel like I was born for what I am currently doing and what I'm in right now in my yeah. life um, with the Faith Warrior thing, with, you know, stepping out and just trying to help my community in a greater way. Um, but that took me leaving the post office, leaving the, the familiarity, the what I know, the what I can count on, um, and just ask the Lord, like, I need you for my fi financial stability yeah. right now. Um, and it's, you know, it feels like a major risk. And, but I, like, I, like, I do know for sure that this is something I was made to do. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm able to, to do um, what, is, what, is, what we call peer support specialists or like a life map coach or something like that. But the most important like, aspect of that is that I get to use my shared life experiences. And you've been there for half of that story and know what it's been like for my 20s. So being able to step into those, those people's lives and the kids that I work with and, and just say like, hey, I've been there. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or I know what you're going through. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just been, it's been a wonderful thing. It's like, I feel like my life is shines when I get the opportunity to do that, but there's also that dark side of like, yeah. am I going to be able to keep well, doing this? <laughs> it seems, I can't remember, this might relate to one of the questions, I don't know, but I'm, can I say it anyway? Absolutely. Permission to speak freely? <laughs> yes, sir, you got it. Uh, so some, it seems to me so much of following Jesus feels upside down, or feels unnatural in the sense mm, of yeah yeah you know hey you've got a great job with benefit you've got a government job and you're making money and you got benefits yes, and, and step out and do this other thing or you know uh for me call your friend that you feel like really really hurt you and own what you had to hurt you know it's like what i shouldn't i don't know i can take responsibility unnatural, for yeah. that or when you're convinced your wife is wrong but you're the one repenting because you have a little bit to you know like all these things yes sir it's better to give than to receive yeah um and that stuff is so like it's so jarring to me, or it's so disorienting, and it, I, I keep coming back to, uh, and maybe it's because it's spring in the air, but it's like, what happened to Jesus? You know, it's like, this feels, feels so weird, but the man rose from the dead. Unnatural. Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. If that happened, then he might have something to say about life. And, yeah. and so, to me, I've tried, I don't mean, I have to edit this out in post-production, I've tried to stop being a Christian before, and I can't get past no, the resurrected Jesus. Be honest, you know, that, yeah. That he, he rose, and then if he rose, that changes the way we follow him. And so if he rose, then I'll do these things that feel unnatural or feel risky or feel yeah. dangerous. And every time he's shown himself to be faithful. That's and a good then, word. You know, on the front end, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, it's walking into a dark room or something. And on the back end, it's like, man, he made a way. You know, yeah. He, he really, he kept that promise. Um, That's good. And so that's what I, for me, stepping into these foreign, unnatural things 
not because I've got it figured out or because I'm so confident I'll do it better this time, but because I'm growing in confidence that he keeps his promises. Man, yeah, that, so that actually was the, the question was, uh, how are Christians uniquely able to make and keep promises? Yeah. And you, I mean, you said that though, because the response that I had to that was basically the gospel. Yeah. Um, and there's bad news before there's good news. Yeah. And the good news is something you cannot explain happened. Yeah. That changes everything. Everything. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you Thank for you. joining me. It's always a pleasure, bro. Yeah. Um, hey, I think you have a special guest next week. Pastor Travis is going to be back. Oh, seriously? Yeah, he's going to be that'd in the pulpit awesome. next week. That'd be, Get that'd ready, be cool. breaking news. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool to have him on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I believe the questions will be listed uh, at the end of this. So if you don't, uh, or if you don't mind, uh, join in on the conversation. Let me hear what you got to say or share something you might have for us. Um, but yeah, thank you for stopping by and talking with us. Uh, peace and grace.